Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. What is the status of your mental health? Now, I kind of chuckle at the phrase or the two words, mental health. All of us have a uh, it's a liability, our mental health. There's something that we have wrong with us, every single one of us. We can see it in the way we relate to people, our parenting, our judgment, our opinions. We are all um, jaded, if you will, and are twisted. <laughs> and we all are in need of a savior, Christ. That's yes, period. Now, what do we do with this word mental health? Each of us have different kind of relationships with things and parts of our, our life. We have a relationship with food, and some of it's some of our relationships with food's good, and some of it's bad. We have a relationship with our phones. That's kind of a scary one. Media, um, what we consume, all these things affect who we are. We have relationships with people. Some of us are really struggling because we lack those relationships, and others of us feel very full with those relationships. We also have a relationship with how our mind is doing, how our mental health. Now, it goes way deeper than that. You're a, you're a lot more than just your mental health. So we've got all these labels out there that we've done a great job of using to diagnose you. Now, to me, the diagnosing you and then calling it a disorder doesn't encourage me. It actually makes me more stressed and more depressed and more in trouble and more stuck. How can we change this? I think the key is the attitude towards mental health. Every one of us has something we need to deal with. And so if we actually normalize that, then we could actually kind of go, okay, now where's your struggle? I struggle with attention. Okay, well then we know that's the hill that you're gonna have a little bit harder time climbing. And so we're gonna help give you tools for that. I struggle with energy or with focus or with depression or with anxiety. Okay, we can deal with those. And all of this is without medications at first. Many of us though, a few of us, really, really, our lives will be transformed with medications. That's, that's true, but it's just a tool. It's a tool to get us somewhere, and then hopefully we can get the tools at that point to continue. And then a very small few actually would need the medications beyond that. This is really important. Our mental health is something that we can learn to, to learn more about, to grow from, to mature, through and not spend so much energy focusing on it and be able to focus on purpose. One of the biggest factors that affects your mental health is your focus. If you're focused on yourself, you're probably going to be self-absorbed and probably a wreck. Just honestly saying, if you're focused on other people, you have less energy, if you will, to put towards that self which can be good and bad. Some of us get into ministry, get into serving people, get into jobs that are nurses and, and doctors and other kind of service type and teachers even, and their heart's in the right place, but they're missing themselves or running from themselves. We need to deal with both pieces. We need to have a purpose. We need to have focus. We need to have goals, but we also need to take care of ourselves. That balance is a difficult thing and it's never really in balance. Um, your mental health matters. So what you focus on, the things you put in your body, so the foods you consume, the media, all that, the people you put around you, all those are really important keys. But your mental health 
becomes um, almost life and death for some of us. So now what do we do? What, how do I do this? How do I put this together maybe and, and have an action plan? Anxiety is a barometer. You're, you're not having anxiety means you're not human. And what I'm seeing around me are people that are, their goal is to have zero anxiety, which means they will never take risks. They never will put themselves in a place of um, potential growth because that's too risky. And that's their goal, just bottom baseline, just nothing. That's not human. You're meant to be anxious. If you're gonna go into a presentation or an interview or do something new, you better be anxious or again, you're not human. If you're going into it unprepared, then yeah, you really are gonna be anxious. It's a barometer and it tells us information as to what we need to do, how we need to prepare ourselves, skills we might need to learn in terms of breathing and just ways to calm ourselves down not turning to other options, which are addictions many times and or medications that are potentially damaging um, just to manage something that maybe doesn't need to be managed. It needs to be learned more about. Depression is another one. That if you're going down into a, kind of that deep, dark pit, you need to know what are those things you can do to pick yourself back up. When I was single, I had a really hard time with this because I would sink into depression and not know how to get out. Being married, my wife can be able to point that out when she sees me sinking down and be able to reach down and pull me back up. She knows what to do, exactly what to do to help me pull me back up without medications. There are really good options out there. Medications, though, are what also pull some people out and become that absolute lifesaver. So please hear that. It's important to be aware and to be able to know what needs to be done. Now, I've also seen and been sitting with doctors who would recommend just, hey, take this medication, take it for life. And I would have to disagree and say, careful, it's a tool. It's not the answer. So what are the answers? Yes, we need to turn to scripture. We need to turn to prayer. We need to turn to godly people and good influences. Those are really, really critical. But I really believe that one of the biggest answers we can have is to learn about yourself, to understand yourself. Why am I wired the way I'm wired? God made you beautifully just who you are as male and or female, not and, or female, male or female. He made you perfect. And in that perfection of his design, we're in a fallen world. And so we have a steep hill to climb for some of us. Some of you are dealing with bipolar and schizophrenia and um, other really, really difficult diagnosis. What's the purpose of that label besides managed care and payment? The purpose of those those labels is to then go, okay, now that I've narrowed down what's going on, now I know what I can do to treat this. It always needs to be about treatment, not about just a label. When I was first diagnosed with Crohn's, it was a horrible, horrible diagnosis. I was actually excited when they said that I had Crohn's. Why? Because I finally had a label that said I'm not crazy. I had a label that, was, that permitted me to give myself permission to not be perfect which I'm not by any means, ask my family. Um, your mental health needs some attention and actually it needs tweaks throughout. That's where we've got a rhythm to the week and we have what we should be having as a Sabbath and a time of rest. We need to have time of worship and time with, with the body of Christ. These different uh, rhythms are really critical for us to have health and wholeness. You need people in your life that encourage you, that challenge you, that actually ask you hard questions and if you're not in a relationship with people that you're kind of disagreeing with and growing with, 
then you're probably hiding from people that would actually challenge you. Um, and we're in a really weird culture when it comes to that. Um, the academics, I'm a, I'm a professor and academics is supposed to be about asking hard questions and going into inquiry and, and having disagreements and being able to disagree and be respectful. I feel like we're losing that and we need to find that again. Your mental health depends on it. Your spiritual health depends on it. Your emotional health depends on it. Your physical health depends on it. I actually really do believe that the majority of our physical health diseases that we're seeing um, are a repercussion of our mental health and a repercussion of our relational health and disconnect. And we need to re-examine there. In the work that I do with marriages, I believe that the marriage is a central hub for the health of both people, physically, mentally, emotionally. And when they go through a crisis physically, so a physical health disorder, they will handle it better if their marriage is stronger. If they go through a mental health diagnosis, they will handle it better with when their marriage is strong. That all these things are tied together. Your spiritual health isn't separate from the rest of you, even though that tends to get left out of everything and every discussion. Your spiritual health feeds into, and the other feeds into it, the health of your marriage, the health of your body, the health of your soul, another important word. So who are you? You're a body and a spirit. Separate from your spirit, you're just a bag of flesh. You're nothing. And who you are in your spirit is meant to be something beautiful and glorious. So back to the word I said earlier, you need a purpose. Part of what I love to do as a professor is helping people find their purpose. What's their heart? Heart's desire and contentment to serve, to be exhausted at the end of the day because they served well, not, yay, I got a bunch of money and I don't really care how I got it. What's the purpose in your living, your family, what you choose to invest in and do do for your, your uh, whether it's livelihood or just, you know, spending time on, it's even a hobby. I believe a lot of us get obsessed and it gets unhealthy. And a lot of us are just aimless and that's really unhealthy. All of this affecting our mental health. So what I wanna challenge you to do is to think different about your mental health. You all have one. <laughs> and when you see it different, every one of you, the, the, every person around you has a mental health. So lay that, we're all kind of on even ground there and we're all broken. So now how do I improve that? I improve that by the people I put around me, the kind of music I listen to, the kind of foods I put in my body, the kind of activity that I have, the kind of sleep that I have, what I meditate on, what I spend time on, who I desire to be. And yes, there are key foods that will help improve mood and, and release dopamine. There's certain things, there are lots of great answers. You can look at stuff like any of the research and books by Dr. Daniel Amen. I love his, his research because he's hopeful towards other options first than medications. And he always leaves both of those on the table. So I encourage you to always seek to be improving yourself, your mental health and your whole health, because you're a whole person and you are in need of relationships. We're never meant to do this alone. We're meant to do this as a body, as, as a group of people. Some of my favorite places to be is around a campfire on a camping trip with our Boy Scouts. Why? Because there's community and there's we're outside and there's a vulnerability in conversation and there's a depth there. It's beautiful. I hope and I want you to find that. Bless you. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert. 
with the Family Features Podcast, and talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.